left off last year in Dachman Chesam Adalif, hoping that this year we wouldn't need to be learning Gitin on Teshubov. So unfortunately, we're back where we were last year. Hopefully, a little bit closer than we should have. We should than we were last year. There's a shame we should be closer every day. We're up to the Tanya Abonon. But let's just run through a little bit of the Hakdama where what we've been discussing in the Sugya. And we can move on to the final stories in Choban of the Besamikdash. We've discussed at length the over the last seven, eight years, however many years it is, the background to the Choban as the Choban was based on a three pronged destruction Choban of Yushalayim, the Choban of Tomalka, and the Choban of Beta. The Gemara we're discussing is the, the Sugya which discusses the Choban of Beta. The continued, the Gemara that continues on from the Choban of Beta, there's a discussion in the, in the Acharinim whether this Gemara is a continuation of the Choban of Beta or whether it's just an Agadah in its own right. The Maral is very firm that this, the fact that the Gemara places these stories as it's discussing the Choban of Beta, that these stories are part of the Choban of Beta and very much the essence of the Choban of Beta. In order to understand, again, the, the Choban of the three Chobonis that took place at Choban Besamikdosh, Tormalka and Beta, which were in order of Yushalayim first, then Tormalka and then Beta. Beta was the last Choban, which was the final nail in the coffin of the Choban of Yisrael. So let's understand the three the three Chobonis. Each year we try and explain it slightly differently. So let's let's explain it slightly in, in a different vein this year so we can understand where the Gemara and where the Sugh is taking us the, whenever there's an element of Ruchnius in the world, whenever a person or a place or the world is Zeichah to the Daga of Ruchnius, the Daga of Torah there's three elements to that level of Ruchnius the first element of the level of Ruchnius for spirituality is that any Brocha that comes down to the physical world, every success that a person has in the physical world starts off somewhere spiritual and the sherish of the bracha will always be a, a, a place of ruchnius so therefore we find Chazal tell us that Kalalimid Teir Lishma is Zeichel Advarim Harbe somebody who learns Teir Lishma will be Zeichel to the bracha of Teir and it's many Chazal in many places that the root of all bracha that we receive in this world comes from Teir well known that Kalal is a sherish of all bracha in the world because Kalal Yisrael are the Ummah through which the Shechina resides in the world so therefore bracha can come down through Kalal to the world we know that the Medrash tells us that Shleim HaMelech would, was able to tell which countries can, to grow which product, which fruits certain fruits he knew which to, India is India different people in India and different fruits in different parts of the world because he understood the Shayush, how everything from Yerushalayim would spread throughout the world, and Yerushalayim being the center of the world, being the center of the world in the sense that Yerushalayim is a Mokim Ruchni, and therefore the Shayush, the root of all bracha that comes down to the world. So therefore Yerushalayim, from understanding Yerushalayim, he was able to ascertain which fruits to grow in which different parts of the world. Because Ruchnius is the Shayush of everything that exists in the world. With the Choban of Yerushalayim, the Choban of the Beis HaMikdosh, we lost that connection to Ruchnius, we lost that connection to the Shechina, that the Mekoi HaBroche is not visible anymore via Yerushalayim, via 
the Beis HaMikdosh. There's another aspect to Ruchnius, another aspect to Teir, which Teir is L'mayla bin Azman, L'mayla bin Amokim. We know that the Yom Tov of Shuz has no fixed time for it. It can be on, there's no date for the Yom Tov of Shuz. It's 50 days after Yisiyas Mitzrayim. It can be on three different dates, depending on when the Shredish falls, depending on when the Kiddush HaChredish was fixed. There's no fixed time for for Teir, because Teir is L'mayla min Azman. Teir doesn't exist in this world. We know that Teir doesn't have a physical boundary which contains it in any way whatsoever. So to every Ruchnius, the Ruchnius of Eretz Yisrael, the Ruchnius of the Beis Amikdash, the Ruchnius of Eretz Yisrael, is also L'mayla min Hamakim. We know that Gemara tells us to a Malka was multitudes and multitudes of people lived there. And even though the Gemara told us that the actual space of Tormalka is very small, but Tormalka, which means the mountain of the king, the, the place which is represented by the definition of a mountain, something which is high, beyond and above the normal surface area of the world, that was Tormalka. Tormalka had within it Eretz Sri, the ability for there to be no boundaries. Millions and millions and millions and millions. We once made a cheshman, how many millions there were in Tormalka. Unbelievable amount of people living in Tormalka. Because that's the, Tormalka represents the area of Ruchnius, which is beyond the physical boundaries of the world, beyond any parameters that inhibit, through its, the, through the physical boundaries of the world, inhibit any spirituality. Tormalka told us and showed us that the, Darga, the level of Ruchnius that was found in the world at the time of the Binyan Beis Amikdash, the time when the Beis Amikdash was standing, was beyond any physical parameters. And if you work your way through, Eretz Svi, Eretz Yisrael was, was, the uh, Maila Minamakim, there was no boundaries in Eretz Yisrael. But as you go further into the Makomish HaKadusha, those boundaries become less and less and less. We know that in the Beis Amikdash was Oymdim Sufim, Mishtachim, Revachim, the Oren was Enim Amida, the closer you are to Ruchnius, the less physical boundaries there are. That Chubran, that we we are now bound by the parameters of the physical world and we don't have that ability to move beyond the physical world visibly that Chubin was a Chubin of Tomalka that Chubin was a Chubin of Tomalka we're now back positioned in the physical world where we are completely constrained by normal physical boundaries but then there's a third Chubin and a third aspect to Ruchnis to Teira where Teira is even when it is within the boundaries of the physical world, but the Torah has the ability to break through those boundaries and become visible. The spirituality is visible even within the physical world. And that represents itself in two areas, either in the area of yofi, or beauty. A person who uh, uh, learns Torah has a hadras ponim. The, the face is the place where the neshama has the ability to express itself. Elsewhere in the body, the neshama is constrained at the face, even though it's still bound within the physical body, the physical goof, but it has the ability to break through. That's the Hadras Ponim, the Yefi of the Kayacharuchni, where the Pnim expresses itself through the through the boundaries, expresses through the boundaries. There are boundaries there, but it expresses itself through those boundaries. And what you're able to see is the unbelievable Yefi of the Pnimius, of the spirituality which lies within. It expresses itself sometimes in the Chochmah, in the Kayacha Sichli. Uh, the Kaycha Seichel is the expression of the Neshama, the expression of the Ruchnis that's within a person. The more Ruchnis, Tayyus Hashem Tamim is Machkimas Pesi, the more Ruchnis person allows within himself, the greater the Chachma, the greater the Seichel that will be found upon that person. So therefore, 
the third aspect of Ruchnis is even when we are, we don't have a base of and we don't have a Tormalka, and we are living within the constraints of the physical world, but yet we still have the revelation of our Ruchnis, either through Yefi or through the Koycha Chochma. And therefore the Gemara that we learned last year, up until these two dots, which was describing the Chobun of Beta, Beta is described as a place of strength, a, a place where which Gemara tells us means that they were more beautiful than Paz, more beautiful than the red ruby, more beautiful than the physical stones, anything physical, the most beautiful aspect of the physical world is the Paz and Kladisol, the Yeshve Beta were more beautiful than, than, than the most beautiful thing in the physical world because Beta represents that spirituality which is, which breaks through that spirituality which is not constrained by the physical constraints, which allows the itself to break through the physical constraints. It's within the boundaries of the physical world, but is visible through those boundaries. And that's the definition of Yefi, that's the definition of Seichel. Now the Gemara is carrying on, according to the Maral, the Gemara is carrying on with the same, in the same vein, to continue to talk about Choven of Beta, the third part of the destruction. Yes, we lost the Sherish, lost the Mekoyer, of Brocha in the world, the Besamikdosh. We lost the ability to live Lamailam and Amakin Lamailam as a man, that's Tomalka. But we've lost not just that, we've lost even the third aspect of, of Ruchnius. We've lost the ability to allow the Ruchnius to break through the physical boundaries and be visible beyond the physical boundaries, beyond the physical constraints of the, of the world that we live in. And that was the final Choban in the Chotamashulish Laimehei Notek, in the three, in the three Chobanis that took place at the time of the Choban Besamikdosh. Tanar Abana says Maisa, there was a story. He went to a large town in Rome. In Rome, There's a child who's been locked up in the base asurim. So here we describe a child, so let's understand the situation, here we have a child, he's called a child, a child means he's a young boy, who's been snatched away from his home, snatched away from his parents, snatched away from his environment, snatched away from his social comforts, snatched away from everything that he's that's that's, that gives him security, he's been taken to a foreign country not just taken to a foreign country as a captive but he's been locked up in in a prison, in a base asurim and he's described as the Yefei the same definition as we will describe Yosef HaTzadik the beauty of Yosef which is the inner beauty which expresses itself beyond within the physical world the unbelievable Yefei so this child represented everything that Beta represented it's, it's something physical he's a physical child, a young child a physical being but evident upon him was the Ruchnius, the unbelievable Ruchnius, the Pnim, that was part and parcel of the people who lived in Beta. And he was taken captive and put into a prison in Rome. When Yeshua ben Hanania heard that he was there in a prison in Rome, Halachi went, He stood at the door of the Beis Asurim. The Beis Asurim definitely weren't five-star hotels. They were not comfortable places. And so for a young child to not just be taken away from his parents, taken away from his home, taken away from his country, taken away from anything that's that's <coughs> security for him, completely in a foreign country, enemies, 
taken by enemies and locked up in a hole in the ground. One can imagine the state of mind of this child. So Omad al Pesach Beis Hasurim. So he stood stood at the door of the Beis Hasurim of the prison. Omar, he said to this child, and he quoted the pasuk in Yeshaya, Minosam lemeshisa Yaakov veYisrael leBoizazim. Minosam who gave lemeshisa Yaakov? Yaakov should be lemeshisa means to be degraded veYisrael leBoizazim. And Israel should reach the level of complete bizarre where they're treated like like um with complete disrespect, with complete disregard. So he asked him this Pasuk, he said, Me Nasanam Shisa Yaakov Israel Bazazim. Ona Oisoitinak. So the child answered, and he said, and the Pasuk continues, he quoted the second half of the Pasuk, Haloi Hashem Zuchatonuloi, Uloi Ovu Bidrochov. So clearly this child had learned the Pasuk in Yeshaya. He knew the beginning of the Pasuk and was able to continue the Pasuk and finish it off. So the Pasuk says, They did not choose to follow in the footsteps of HaKadosh Baruch and did not listen to his Torah. Oma, so Bishua ben Chanania said when he heard the response of the child, Mubdachani, Mubtachani, I am assured, boy, I have no doubt, I have I'm confident, Shemeira Hayra Yisrael, this child will become a Meira Hayra in Klad Yisrael. Avoida, and he made a Shvur, Sheini Zazmikan, I'm not going to leave this place. At Shaftenu, Chalmomin, Shapoiskanalov. Until I'm able to redeem him with whatever price, whatever money they fix, whatever price they fix. I'm going to redeem him. Omru Zosmisham Harbe. They they said about him that he didn't remove himself from that place until they redeemed him for an enormous sum of money. And it was only a short while later until he became a, a great god, somebody who was able to lead Kali Sarol, direct Kali Sarol. Umanu Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. And who was it? This was Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. Whether this was Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, the Kohen Gadol, or was it a grandchild of Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, it's very difficult to know because Pashtas Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha was a Kohen Gadol. As the Gemara tells us in Brachos, he went Lifnai Lifnim. He was the one who saw Lifnai Lifnim. He was able to connect to the highest level of Gilishchina. Akasrike, which is the Kesser, Akasrike has within it the words Kesser, the crown. He was able to connect to the highest levels of Gilishchina. That happened in the, in the Kodesh Kedoshim. That happened in the Besamikdosh. If this story is a continuation of Chob and Beta, then the story happened post destruction of the Besamikdosh. And then this Rabbi ben Elisha must have been a grandchild, a child, grandchild of the Rabbi ben Elisha Kohen Gadol, <coughs> carrying the same name, and evidently had the same level of, of connection to Ruchnius to the Rebbeinu Shleilam what was so great what did he see Rabbi Shua Bachananya, in this child's response what did he see in this child's response that gave him the assurance gave him the confidence that he was going to become a Meir Hayrabi Yisrael so if one thinks about it simply you picture this child in a Beis Asurim again a child taken away from his parents home taken away from his comforts taken away from anything that's assuring to him being removed taken into captivity far far away with no hope of ever returning 
bewildered, scared, frightened, and yet, when Rabshuba Hanana asked him, Mi Nosanam Shisa Yaakov, the Israel Bezozim, he was able to answer, Haloi Hashem Zuchotanuloi, Uloi Ovo Bedrochov Haloi, Uloi Shom Betoyosoi. Hashem is a Yudke Vovke, is a Midas Achesed. He didn't see this as Midas Adin. He didn't see himself suffering on the hands of the Rabbani Shalom. He was able to respond immediately without any hesitation that the reason why we're suffering, me included, is because we sin to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. His ability to rise beyond his own pain, beyond his own fear, was so great that he was able to see the Yad Hashem. He was able to see the Rachamim of the Rebbeinu Shleilam inside this tremendous, tremendous level of Gilidin. And he was able to respond, Halei Hashem Zuchatan Aloi, Halei Ovo Bedrochov, Haloich, Halei Shom Hananya realized that this child was clearly someone who wasn't bound by the he wasn't really in the base Asurim, he was connected to the Rabbani Shalom despite being in a physical the most physical deprived place in the base Asurim in Rome. Despite despite having no future, apparently no future, stuck, locked. At best he could hope for was to be to be sold for a slave. And he was able to turn around and say, Hala Hashem and Yeshua B'chanyana was able to be confident with Tachani such a child who's connected to the spiritual world is definitely going to become a and therefore he went to great pains to make sure to enable this child to become one of the G'dayli Yisrael the Chassam Seif has a slightly different understanding of the Gemara in a similar vein Chassam Seif says that the Yeshua B'chanyana's question to this child was the same question that Jonas Rufus, the Rosha, asked to Rebekiva. He says, Jonas Rufus, the Rosha, seemed to, to imply to Rebekiva, why did Akash, he asked Rebekiva, why did Akash Baruch make poor people in the world? Clearly, if, he, if Akash Baruch decided that somebody should be poor, it must be that Akash Baruch despises them. If Akash Baruch despises them, then there's no need for you to have any mercy on the poor person. To which Rebekiva responded, to Gemara and Baba Basra, Shabbat responded and said, the reason why Baruch made poor people and took and created poor people in the world was because we, we didn't look after, we didn't share our money. And therefore, Baruch gives us an opportunity to be able to rectify that chet, to rectify that sin, and he brings about aniyim so that we, the others who are not aniyim, are able to support them and give them the money. And, and, be, and through that, they'll be zeichel to Elam Haba, to the tikkun, by rectifying their mistake. Chazal tell us in Masech Shabbos says Chazal Sefer Lechavur Yishalayim El Al Shabiza Tamid Chachamim. Kadosh Baruch Hu brought the destruction of the Yishalayim, the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, because they didn't they had no respect to Tamid Chachamim. Therefore, he que- the questioner Rishu Bechananya asked the child. He said to him, Why are Tamid Chachamim you, your child from Beta? Why are you in prison? Me Nosanem Shisa Yaakov Yisrael LeBeizozim. Who was it? Why are we in prison? Are you in prison because Akash Baruch Hu has despised us? Or is it because Midah Kineged Midah, this is a, a way and a means for us to be able to rectify the Chet that we weren't respectful to the Midah Chachomim. If it was the Midah Saddin, then he wouldn't have, to, wouldn't have the Achrayas to redeem him. If it was because we didn't respect the Midah Chachomim, then it's our responsibility to rectify the Chet and we'd have to redeem a Talmud Chachom, a child whose uh, future Talmud Chachom Irrelevant of how much that's going to cost us. And when the child answered him, he said, Hashem This is from Hakodesh Borchu, from Midas Rachamim. This is not coming from Midas Adin. This is Hakodesh Borchu who's created this 
situation that I should be in prison, Tamir Chachom should be in prison, to enable others to rectify the chet of the Bizoin Tamir Chachom, which was the cause of the Choban Habayis, then Rabbi Shul Ben Hanania realized that this child is a Tam Chachom, and this child needs to be redeemed, irrelevant of how much that cost. And therefore, Leizaz Misha Machapadoi Bemomin Harbe. Achapadoi Bemomin Harbe. There's one vote which I can't not say from Rameh Shapira. Rameh Shapira adds a slight twist to the Gemara. And when Yeshua Mechanana asked him, Why were you in prison? So he said to him, It's true that we children, we sinned, we didn't behave ourselves, we didn't follow in the, ra- in the way of the, of the Rebbein Shleilam. However, he said, It's not our fault. It's because our parents weren't Mechanachas and didn't encourage us and ensure that we should follow in the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we were given from our home from our parents that, that's what caused us to sin and therefore they didn't listen our parents didn't listen in the, in the instructions of the Rebbein Shleilam to make sure that, our, that their children should follow in the way of the of Torah in the path of Torah therefore it's not our fault and when Yeshua Mechanani realized that the reason why they were in prison is not their fault it's Chatois Abhisayim it's the sin of their father so therefore he redeemed him the mom in Amar Amarav. So again, says the Maral was still within the Choban of Beta. So here in this child, we saw the levels of of Choban, the terrible destruction of Beta, where a child who represented both aspects of Beta, the beauty, the Yefeyanayim, the Tayvroyik, of Suduris Letaltalim, the amazing Gilui Pnim, the unbelievable Yefi. The Yofi of Yosef HaTzadik, the Yofi which expresses itself in the physical world, but it's an inner, inner Yofi. It's a Yofi which breaks through the physical boundaries, the physical body, and enables itself to be seen by others as a Yofi which is not comparable to anything physical. Greater than greater than the Evan Poz. Greater than the pos, meganin is a pos beyofion, as the Gemara said before. That aspect of beta and the chachma of beta, the chachma which comes from somebody who's connected to Torah, connected to Olam Haruchni, the ability to rise beyond the physical world into the Olam Haseichel, and despite his terrible, terrible predicament which faces him, he's able to answer Aloi Hashem Zuchaton Aloi. He's able to answer that this is the midas harachmim of the Rebbeinu Shleilam, the Chesed that the Rebbeinu Shleilam is doing to us, us, Klal Yisrael, to survive by destroying our base Migdosh and sending us into Golis. Amar Yehuda Amarav. So Yehuda Amarav continues in the same vein. Again, a story in, from Beta Maisa Bebenoi Ubitri Shal Bishmol Ben Elisha. The story took place with the son and the daughter of Bishmol Ben Elisha. This story finds itself in many, many places. We find it here in the Gemara Gittin. It's mentioned in Medrash Echa. The Medrash is Marich Barichus, a greater, much longer, more detailed story than we have here in the Gemara. But there, the Gemara, the Medrash doesn't talk about the Benoya Bitter Shall Bishmol Ben Elisha. But the Gemara discusses the story, the Medrash talks about the story of Benoy Shall of Sadiq Akoin. Benoy Ubitter Shall of Sadiq Akoin. And the Gemara is slightly different, but almost identical. We find it in the Kinnis. We mentioned this in the Kinnis as well. We said in the Kinnis this morning, for those who managed to say all the kinnis and didn't go to an explanatory kinnis would have said the story of and what we have to remember when the Gemara tells us a specific story of a child or the Gemara tells us a story of these two 
children, the Benoi Bitsh of Shemov and Elisha, the Gemara is not just telling us a story, a specific story. There was hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands and millions of abuse, destruction, pain that took place in the time of Chobun Abayas. As we've learned through Sugis, we've seen millions and millions and millions of Kalisrol. Older, uh, uh, elders in Kalisrol. Parents, mothers, children, babies were slaughtered. Numbers in 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 a most gruesome and unspeakable way, things that we can't even begin to understand and describe. And yet, the Gemara finds it necessary to tell us these specific stories, is because these specific stories must represent the essence of the Chobim, and it must be the through these stories that we have ability to understand and contemplate the reality that took place. It's not just about the specific pain and the personal pain of these children that we're discussing here, though that's terrible, and that itself is something to cry about, but it's one's got to look beyond these, the actual parameters of the story, and try and understand, behind the story lies the essence of Chobun Habayis the very darga, the level that Klag Yisrael fell, these stories represent the the unbelievable nefila from the great, great heights of Beta and Beta was an unbelievable place, to the terrible, terrible, terrible lows, the terrible de- degrading of Klag Yisrael that these stories represent and here comes on the Gemara with another story they were captured by two masters we don't know where the story took place I think if I remember rightly the Medjid does say it took place in Rome but it's not clear they were captured by two masters the time came when they two these two Adonim these two we'll call them Romans because Rome was the people, the nation that destroyed the Besamekdash will call them Romans, and if it's, this is a Hemshech of Choban Beta, then it, was, it must have been the Romans, so sometime later, after they have these two, capture these two servants, and this servant and a maidservant from Beta they met, they met these two Adonim met the Mokimechod, Oma so of course when they meet they talk, they talk about the amazing, the amazing captives that they found in their campaign when they went to Etzisro and they brought back these captives to their hometown and here we have a description of this Ebed by a Jewish, by a non-Jewish master expressing the the unbelievable dargo of Pneumius, of Ruchnius, of spirituality that this Ebed had. The only way that this non-Jew was able to understand the Yofi, the beauty, the beyond of this child, of this Ebed, was Sh'ein Ki The beauty is not something that exists in the physical world. He realized that this, this Ebed, this child, this Ben, this person, this young man that he's captured from his campaign in Beta was somebody beyond, something special expressed in the Yofi because that's the essence of Beta the spirituality though we don't have a Beis HaMikdosh we don't have the Tormalka we're not living beyond the physical world and we're still living within the physical world but the physical world was very much bound and a servant to the Pnim the Pnimius the spirituality of the people living in Beta and he expressed it by saying so of course when one brags about his servant the other one says, Yeshli Shifcha. I also have a maidservant, which I captured on our campaign in Beta. She'ein b'chol ha'oylam kuloi. 
Kiyofya. It doesn't exist in the world, the beauty of this Shifcha. Again, the same expression, expressing something that doesn't exist in this world, comes from somewhere beyond, found in this Shifcha that came from Beta. Omru, so they came and made a pact together. Boy, let's come. Let's marry them together. Let's enable them to marry bear children with the understanding that these children will carry on and have the same yofi as the parents if they have the same yofi as the parents then it's a, an investment that will be able to we'll divide out the children and make some money that's the level of where Kalisrol has dropped to where's Kalisrol dropped to that they become cattle where their pnimius their ruchnius is not understood in the spiritual sense, but rather as a means to the physical world. So they took the Ebed, they took the Shifcha, they took the Benu Elisha, a son and a daughter that brought up in a house of holiness. We assume this Rabishmal ben Elisha was Rabishmal ben Elisha, the Kohen Godel. And they took a child, the two children, the son and the daughter, were brought up in a home of Kedusha Vatara, a home where Ruchnis was, the Pnim was all that counted, the externals didn't exist, were not important. And they and they put them into a room and locked the door. Ze Yosha Bekarin's office. Ze Vazu Yoshva Bekarin's office there. They understood this Ebed and Shifcha, this Ben Ubnoishal Bishma Ben Elisha. They understood what they were supposed to be doing. They were supposed to try and father or mother children something which is completely foreign to a Ben Obnoishel a Bishma Ben Elisha people brought up in the home of Kedusha Vitara who were Dovuk to, to Ruchnius Dovuk to the Tayyar Dovuk to the Rebbeinu Shleilam were not able to even contemplate any level of Arroyus whatsoever any level of Arroyus to be misdabik to something which is outside of Kedusha Vitara outside of Tayyar outside of Ruchnius or something which is completely foreign to them when an average person in a room the Gemara tells us in Yavomus in Apotropos La Arroyos there's no Apotropos for Arroyos yeah, here we have a story where they were in captivity no future they, they had no chance of returning home there was no home to return to their home was destroyed their family was destroyed everything about them was destroyed and they were placed into this room they were placed in this room in order to transgress an Issa of Arroyus in order to create children for these two masters who wanted to use them and abuse them for their own personal means. This one said the ben the ben of Ibishma ben Elisha said Ani ben I'm the son of Kayan, the son of Kehanim Gedolim. I come from a lineage of Kehanim Gedolim. Kehanim Gedolim that served Lifnai Lifnim. Kehanim Gedolim that was zeichet to see the Gilu Shechina, a kasrikel kashem kasavakos, to be misdabek to the greatest level of Gilu that can exist in this world. And that can only be found in the Kodesh Kadoshim, nowhere else. He was brought up in such an environment. He said, Eich, Esau, Eshivcho, I should marry Eshivcho. It just didn't come into. It wasn't physically possible for a, this Ben Shel Rabbi Shmuel Ben Alisha 
who represented everything that the spiritual world represented in the physical world to allow himself to fall that low to marry a shivcha and in the other corner was sitting his sister unbeknown to him was his sister was and she was saying Ani kehenes, I am a daughter of a kohen I am a kehenes bas kehanim gedolim the daughter of kehanim gedolim and nosei leeved how can I marry a servant how can I marry the servant this was the, the, the fact that they came to captivity they could cope with the fact that Rebbein Shalom sent them into Golis took them away from their hometown took them away from, the, from their parents took them away from their childhood destroyed their parents destroyed their home destroyed everything that was dear to them and sent them into a foreign country into Golis they could cope with that as we saw in the previous in the previous pasuk, if this is the chesed of the brain shleilam, this is what the brain shleilam wants for us. Fine, but to allow themselves to stoop so low and lose that connection to the brain shleilam, that connection to ruchnius, that they weren't able to do. And they both cried right through the night. And when the amud hashachar came up, as soon as it came the morning, They recognized each other. The fact that they were in Golas didn't make them, didn't create in them this desperation that they should be Yotzan Nishmoson. But the idea that they should marry a Shifcha or marry an Ebed was so great. The ability, the inability to allow themselves to fall so low was so great that they dveikus to the Rebbein Shalom by overcoming this Nisayan and being dovok even in captivity to the Rebbein Shalom at that level the guf was not able to contain such a level of neshama of a gol b'fchia at shiyosa nishmosam v'alehen koinen yirmiya and about them yirmiya wrote and cried in Megillas eicho al ele ani boichia eini eini yerdamayim the reason why we use this pasuk, the assumption is, the reason why we use this pasuk is because it says, Eini, Eini, Yardamayim. There was two eyes that were crying, which represents the crying of the Ben, the crying of the Bas, of Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. Of Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. The Medrash, when the Medrash tells us this story, with the children of Sadduk, Hakoyim, the Medrash has a slightly different twist to it. It's not that, Kivish Allah Ahmed Ashachai Kiris there, but rather, he questioned her and asked her where she came from and she said she was a daughter of Sadiq Akoyan and she, he cross-examined her until he realized that this was her sister he showed her the simonim that he was her brother and at that point they were go b'fchia nofluzel zeh but go b'fchia tshiyot nishmoson the chorban of beta was such that the greatest people the yoifi unbelievable greatness in the Yafi of of the people of Beta fell to such terrible lows. Al Elani Bachia Aini Aini Yardamaim. About them it's it's worth crying. The the Khurban of the Kayakharuchni. We lost the ability when when we're in Golas, when we don't have the base of Mikdash, when we don't have Tumalka, but to remain connected, that we lost. That we lost. Unbelievable Darga of the Ben Obas Shall Rebishmo Ben Alisha. And then Igmar tells us another story, Amrish Lakish Maisa. There was a story with one woman. 
And again, this we must remember this story is just one specific story. The level of abuse and the level of of, of destruction and, and cruelty that the Romans showed and acted upon when they came to destroy Claudisrol was was super as we've seen some elements of it in the Gemara. I think the Holocaust is the biggest proof of the the for us at least for us it, it, it turns it into something real the level of cruelty that uh, Edom are able to fall to so this story again is just a story of one specific person but a story which shows the greatness of the people of Beta and the great the unbelievable nefila of the Chorban of Beta there's a story with one woman with Tzofnas Bas Peniel Shema she was called Sofnas Bas Peniel the word softness is soften from hidden. Hidden means that the, she was someone who was hidden, someone who was tsunua, someone who was connected to the oilam hanista, to the world of hidden. She didn't live in the world of the external world, but she lived in the world of ruchnius, in the world of spirituality, which is hidden within the confines and the constraints of the physical world. And not just her, she was bas peniel. She was a daughter of peniel. She was Peniel means somebody that was that's uh, ponoi that was hidden. Also, Peniel is a terminology of hiding. Sofnas bas Peniel shema. Sofnas. Why was she called Sofnas? Shakoil tsefin beyefia. And there's a, a, a double connotation to the word Sofnas, where Sofnas means hidden, and she came from, and she was connected to the hidden world, to the world of Ruchnius, But at the same time, Sofnas means sofui, to be looked upon. Where through her connection to the Olam Ruchni, because she was a, a someone who was Kol Kuloi, Kol Kula Kedusha Betahar, Kol Kula Teira, Kol Kula Ruchnius, Hakoil Seifin Beyefia, she had a beauty which was inexplicable in this world, not able to be found anywhere in the world as we see in the moment in the Gemara. It was a Yefi She'ein Bechala Olam Kuloi. Again, this Yefi which doesn't exist in the physical world, the Yefi which is beyond this, this physical world. She was Bas Peniel. She was a daughter of the Kohen Godel. She was again telling us the unbelievable height and home and Kedusha that this girl was brought up in. And she was sent, she was captured, she was taken away from her home. She watched her home being destroyed and she was taken away. And she was taken to a place of a captive of captivity. She was abused by her captor a whole night. A young girl taken from home, somebody who lived a world of spirituality to be used and abused like a in the most physical, despicable way possible. Completely and utterly abused by her shavoy. You can't get a greater nafila, somebody who softness bas peniel to be nis alal bas shavoy kolalaila. But the story doesn't stop there. The Mocha Kobisha Shiva Khalukim. He clothed her in seven cloaks to try and cover up the Yafi, the Pnim, so that the Yafi shouldn't be seen. And he took her out to sell her to earn some more money. Again, another another abuse of this child, just to use this child for his own means, for his own desires and for his own wants. There came a man who was mechua b'yesa. We've said this many times in the Gemara. Whenever the Gemara talks about somebody who is mechua b'yesa, kio, despicable, disgusting, uh, the, the lowest definition where you can describe a, a, a physical person is mechua b'yesa. 
Sadiq Akoin always says whenever the Gemara talks about someone as Mechur B'Yosa, someone who is shocked completely, he's completely taken in with the Taiba of Arroyus. This is someone who is a low, the lowest of the low, uh, and has only animalistic instincts, very little r- spiritual, no spirituality whatsoever, no decency whatsoever, a Mechur B'Yosa. So he wanted to buy this woman, this girl. So he said to the Shavoy, he said to the captor, Show me her beauty. So he shouted at her, he shouted at him, and he said, Reiko, you empty vessel, and that's what a Mechur B'yosa. He could see that even this Shavoy could see that this gentleman was a Mechur B'yosa. He was a Reiko. He had nothing about him other than, than being an, an animal walking on two feet. If you want to buy a Kach, Again, the same expression that we've had in the previous Gemaras. There's a supernatural beauty to this girl. She's a softness bas peniel. She's a softness shakol sefer biyefia. She's a peniel b'teishol kohen gadol sheshemish lifnai lifnim. She has a beauty that comes from somewhere beyond. Doesn't exist in the physical world. Doesn't exist in the physical world. On Malaysia, he replied, "You're right." I should believe you, but I'm not going to believe you. I want you to show me the Yofi. If she shisha chalukim, he removed the top of the first six cloaks, Ushvi Karasa, and the seventh she tore in his palsha be'efa, and it fell into the mud. Omra Lafonov. So you can imagine the level that this girl has, the abuse this girl has had to, has had to endure. Taken away from her home, not just taken away from her home, seen her home destroyed, seen Kali's destroyed, taken into captive into captivity, into a foreign country, foreign people, abused and abused and abused, and then finally the, the final straw on the camel's back, where she, she, the last element of decency that she had, the last element of uh, being a human being, was Korosov and Ispalshov Be'efer. So you can imagine the despair that this child should feel. But instead we find Omra Lefonov, she said in front of the Rebbein Shalom, Rebbein Shalom, if you have no Rachmanus on us, she wasn't worried about herself. She wasn't worried about the terrible, terrible, despicable abuse that she had to endure. She wasn't worried about the fact that she'd been treated and finally come to reach the level of less than an animal. All she was worried about was if you have no Rahmanus and that's fine. Here I am. I represent the I represent the Kedusha, the Tahara, the, the Ruchnius, the Shosh the Pnim of Kalisrol, of Beta, the unbelievable level of Dvekus to the Banishlaylam that's able to penetrate beyond and through the physical world. And on the contrary, that Gilish is the cause, that Gilish Ruchnis is what's been thrown right into the dust, right into the earth, right into the mud. Why don't you have any Rachmanus just on Shimcha Hagiboy, on your great name? The Gvura, Ayei Gvura Secha, the Gemara says in, in, in Sechus Yuma. After the Chuvan, they turned around and said, they said, Ayei Gvura Secha. Where is the Gvura? Where do we find in this terrible Chuvan when the, the Ruchnius itself has dropped and become the cause for the greatest, the greatest, uh, abuse and 
f- f- the dropping of levels of, of beyond the human understanding to a level beyond something that we can be contemplating, we can even understand. And that's what Yimya in, in and Yemiah uh, cried about, he cried, and he was Mekainah, and he mourned, and he said, Bas Ami Chigri Sak, Bis Palshi Be'efa, Ebel Yochid Asiloch, Mispe Tamurim, Kipisam Yobia Shoide Delenu, Kipisam Yobia Shoide Delenu, so the, the Yemiah describes in the Apostle, Bas Ami Chigri Sak, wearing sackcloth, Bis Palshi Be'efa, and they've been thrown and, ru- and, and, and thrown around into the, in the, in the mud, Ebel Yochid Asiloch, it's a a mourning. Each on each private person makes a mourning for you. Mispe tamurim, a hesped, a bitter crying. Because the shayde, the abuser, has suddenly come upon us. Oleinu upon us, it says. And the pasuk Gemara Chazal is medayik. Oleinu olecho loinemay. It doesn't say olecho. Ela oleinu kviyochel alive olecho bo shayde. The 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 shayde, the the oppressors have come alive or alecho. They've come. They've oppressed not just us, Kalisrol. They've come and oppressed the Rebbeinu Shleilim. They've oppressed all of us, you and the Rebbeinu Shleilim as well. They've oppressed the the Shkilu Shchina, the Kedusha Shimcha Hagiboy. There's been terrible, terrible chilul because that that was the final chuban and beta, the chuban where the Ruchnius was mistreated, completely abused to the point when the Spalshal Be'efer. Where even the Shimcha Giboy seem to be Nispalsha Be'efa. Amr Vyud Amrav. And we come to the last story in the Chobun of Beta, which is the last story in Sechtet Gitin, in the Chobun of the Besamikdosh. Uh, a story where the Gemara tells us was the cause for the Chobun of the Besamikdosh, the Chobun of Tomalka, the Chobun of Beta. Amr Vyud Amrav. Says of Yehuda in the name of Rav, my dechsiv, v'oshku geve ubeisoi v'ishu nachlosoi. V'oshku, oshku means they took by force geve and the man ubeisoi and his house v'ish and the man v'nachlosoi and his inheritance. So on that pasuk, the Gemara explains the pasuk is referring to a specific story, and again, this specific story is just symptomatic of what went on in the time in Beta and the time of the of the Chobun. Maisa ba'adam echod. It was a story with one man. Shanosan Einov Beishes Raboy Shulia the Nagri He was an apprentice, an apprentice by his master, who was an apprentice who, who was teaching him this trade. And Nosan Einov Beishes Raboy, the the low level of this Shulia the Nagri had fallen. He was Nosan Einov. Not only was this man teaching him his trade, but he was able. He was prepared to to try and take the wife of his master away. Nosan Einov Beishes Raboy. Surely the Nagri have a Pamachas Hustrich Rabbi Lil Voice. His master needed some money. Amaloi. So the the apprentice said to the master, Shaga Ishtcha Etzli Va'al Veno. Send your wife to me, and I will lend her the money, and then you'll have the money to borrow. You'll be able to borrow the money and pay your debts or whatever it was he needed. Shiga Ishtoy Etzli. So he sent his wife to the apprentice. He waited with there for three days. So after three days, the the gentleman, the husband, realized that something was amiss, and he went looking for her. So he came 
and he to the house of the Shulid the Nagri, to the apprentice, and he wanted to find out what was going on. Amaloi. So he said to the apprentice, Ishti Sheshigarti Loch, the wife that I sent you, my wife that I sent you, Hechonhi, where is she? Amaloi. So he said to him, Ani Petatiho Lalta. She came, I gave her the money, and I sent her away straight away. But Shomati Shati Noikis Nis Alaluba Baderech. And I heard a rumor that the Tinaikas, when this Allah that she was misbehaving with these Tinaikas. The reason why the Gemara tells us it was Tinaikas is because Tinaikas are not people who are able to force a woman to, to mistreat a woman, but rather it was Tinaikas Nis They misbehaved together, meaning she consented. If she consented, then she's a surah So he said to him, What should I do? So the apprentice, pretending to be concerned and helpful, said, If you listen to my advice, you should divorce her. So he said to him, I owe her a huge ksuba. If I divorce her, I'll have to pay out a huge amount of money, and I don't have that money. Whether he was mechuyi to give a ksuba, he wasn't mechuyi to give a ksuba. This, this, this gemara is used la halacha. Why was she? Why was he worried about the ksuba? Maybe he wasn't worried. Maybe he didn't know the halacha. Upon him, he was worried about the ksuba. Amalaisi said to him, "Ani I will lend you the money. Don't worry about the ksuba." Said the shuli denagri. I'll, I'll be nice to you. I'll look after you. I'll lend you the money for the ksuba. But ten ksubasa, and then you can give her the ksuba. So Amad so he went and he divorced her. Halachu. So then the shuli denagri went. The Nasa and he married her. Give me Shigiyaz Manoi. When the time for the repayment of the loan came, he didn't have the ability to pay him back. He said to him, You can't pay me, so you have to work instead of your payment. Come and work for me as repayment for your for your debt. So he, this Shuri Dinagri, was sitting with his, with his wife the ex-wife of his ex-master and they were sitting and eating and drinking enjoying themselves seemingly and he was standing there serving them the cruelty of this Shuli Dinagri the selfishness of the Shuli Dinagri the, the low level that the Shuli Dinagri had fallen to that he was able to steal somebody's wife but not just steal somebody's wife steal his inheritance, steal the man but that's Oshkar Geber Ubeisoy he completely stole every aspect of this person his beso is his wife his nachaloso he took the man and used him and abused him turned him into a servant and his tears were falling down from his eyes and falling into into their cup that he their cup the cups of drink that he was wine that he was uh, serving them while Oisishah says the Gemara Oisishah on that time Nishatim Gizadin the Gizadin was Nishatim whether it was at that moment when he when he when he cried which is the first lashon of the Gemara the time when he cried when the Demois when Noishrei Zmeinov and Noishrei Zmeinov and Noishrei Zmeinov 
Or the Omri some said it wasn't that moment, it was earlier, when he took the wife of his master and he kept her there for three days and abused her and, and uh, was Mazana with her. Either of those cases, the level of Kalisol that was as, as, as high as Kalisol were at the time of the Beis Mikdash, as high in the spiritual elevation that Kalisol and Beta found themselves, but there was an element of something rotten in Kalisol. That one person, even if it was only one person, was able to fall to such lows to remove the, and steal the wife of his master, the money of his master, and then the master himself. And, now, if you look at the first story in, in the, in the, Agathatin in Gittin, and the last story, you, you find something, a common denominator. The first story is the beginning of the Choban of the Besamikdash, is Akamsa Ubakamsa, it was Nechav Yushalayim. Akamsa Ubakamsa, a story of one person, Kamsa and Bakamsa, let's call it two people, directly due to, to, to two people, Ashrei Ishma Fachi Tomid, the Gemara calls it that, the Gemara bla- bla- bases the, the Agadatah on the Pasuk, Ashri Ish Mafachi Tomid. Fortune is the man who's Mafachi Tomid. It was one man. We're talking about one man that caused the Choban of Yushalayim. One man. And here we have a story where one man caused the Choban of Beta. If the morale is correct, and, and um, of course the morale is correct, if this is a continuation of the previous Gemara, and this, this is the final straw on the camel's back on the Gezadin of Beta, again, one man. One man, one person can fall to such lows can be the cause for the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, destruction of of Tolmalkam, destruction of Beta, and Mida Maruba, and of course Mida Maruba. If there's one man who can cause the the, the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, one man can cause the Choban of Beta. Then Mida Maruba, each one of us, we are only one person. Each one of us has the ability to rebuild the Beis Hamikdash, and the ability to rebuild everything that was taken away from us. All the three Chobonis that were removed in the time of if we finished off last year at the end of Shir last year at the end of the learning, it wasn't a Shir we discussed the the unbelievable Medrash in the Medrash Hasar Haruga Malchus and the Medrash tells us how Rabbi Shmuel when he went up to Shemayim to find out what went on what was going on, whether it was a Gzadim and a Shemayim or should they try and annul the Gzadim and we discussed how he was shown unbelievable sorrows for Klal Yisrael and how the Omeni Heishmei Rabbo the Malach told him the Omeni Heishmei Rabbo is in, when you come to the Batakneses, the Batamidrashis and we answer Omeni Heishmei Rabbo and then there will be no more sorrows in Klal Yisrael the, the Kedushas Batakneses Kedushas Batamidrashis the Kayach of the Omeni Heishmei Rabbo has the ability to completely remove any Gzadim but the Medrash continues and the Medrash tells us an unbelievable sequence to the Yerbishmol in Shemaim. Ubishoshar Radatim Lufanov says in Medrash when Yerbishmol said when he came down from this Malach, he was on the cheik of this Malach, he was on the lap of this Malach. When he came down from the lap, he was still in Shemaim. Shamati Koil Medabe Veloshin Arami. I heard a, a voice talking in Loshin Arami. Veloshin Azelhi Medabe. And this was the language, this was the words that this voice was saying. Mikdosha Kadisha Lacharbo Yehei. The Besamikdosh is going to be destroyed. And the Hechel will, will go up in flames. With the Rosse de Malka Tielus And the abode of the king will end up going into captivity. And the young girls and boys will end up being abused and taken into captivity. And the sons of the kings will be killed. And the wives of the kings will remain widows. 
the the mizbeach, the pure mizbeach will become tomei yushalayim leiim v'ard yisrael leziyah, and klal yushalayim and etisrael will become void and empty of everything that was there beforehand. Says Rabbi Shmuel, "Be'oisah shah nizdazati v'nafalti lacharay." When he heard the terrible destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and what's going to happen to Klal Yisrael, nizdazati v'nafalti lacharay. He said, "I trembled and I fell backwards." At Shabbat Hadriniel v'hemadani al ragla until a Malach came and he stood me up. Amali and he said to me, "Yedidi." He said, "My friend." He called Rabbi Shmuel, "My friend." Me also lacha. What happened to you? So I responded to this Malach and I said, Hadaz Zivi. He called the Malach Hadaz Zivi. Shema ain lehem lisrol tikva. I saw the terrible, terrible destruction that's going to be before Kalisrol. Kalisrol are going to end up going into Golus. A long Golus. A Golus Edim. A long, long Golus. Maybe there's no hope for Kalisrol. So Amalai said, Come with me. Boy, Vachnischa begins Yeshua's to begins in the Chomish. Come with me and I'll take you into the storehouses of Yeshua's and of Nechomish. The storehouses of Yeshua's of salvation and the storehouses of comfort. Bossi Shama, I came with him there, very easy. Kitois, Kitois, Shomalachi Ashoris. And I saw groups and groups of Malachi Ashoris. Shame Oregon, Big Day Yeshua's. They were weaving garments of Yeshua's, of saving, of salvation. Kisrei Chaim, 